This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 95 of Beers in the Lot. This week, we talked about Bruce Cassidy getting canned by the Boston Bruins and how that might have some ripple effects in NHL head coach hirings and firings moving forward through the summer. We talked about all that while watching game four of the Western Conference final between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. And while watching that game, we observed a disturbing trend. It seems like we have an uncanny ability to predict what might happen in a game. Are we the Illuminati? Let's find out and crack those beers. Ugh, it spilled all over my hand. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. What are you drinking? I have an EBK from a Droid Theory. Oh, yeah, going yeah. heavy then. Yeah, well, <laughs> is it one of the lighter ones? N- no, this is. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say because everything's like ten percent from them. Yeah, this is one of the Ghost IPA series, so it's definitely heavier. Um, but it's it's like. It's like almost pineapple-y. Smells good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what about you, John? Uh, I have a monkey there was no shoulder. Beer. Yeah, there was no beer yeah. crack from you. Yeah, it was a scotch bottle popping. Uh, monkey shoulder blended scotch whiskey. So, I, I wouldn't say I'm out of beer, but it's like all stuff I've literally had in the last couple of weeks. So, I don't want to repeat. So, I just grabbed a bottle that I had for a while that I need to kind of demolish and I'm drinking out of uh I'm drinking it out of my world's biggest jagoff mug. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> fitting. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Daniel? <laughs> so I am actually recording live from Rockport, Massachusetts, and I am drinking a treehouse beer. Oh. A little stituous. Uh, it's an imperial milk stout, and it's uh, 10%, so we're going to have a little fun tonight. Are you doing like a crowd research thing, or are you applying to the Bruins head coaching position? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm on vacation. I, I know. <laughs> I just had to be a, I had to be a smart <laughs> ass. So yeah. Daniel's not at home, and Aaron's not at home, not even here. He had to... Go storm the beaches of Normandy on D-Day anniversary, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. He could have recorded from the plane. He had enough time. Yeah, they got Wi-Fi on that big-ass plane. He could have, like, shut down one of the bathrooms, you know. <laughs> I picture it like the scene from uh, we were talking about last week. Horrible bosses like Aaron's Colin Farrell in the bathroom. Like, hey, sir, could you exit the bathroom? He's like, God, can't take a pee-pee without anybody bugging me. 
just like me, you know? <laughs> he's wearing a dragon shirt. Also, like Eric and I were bang- banging him up in the uh, Discord. Like, dude's wearing shorts on a flight. Like, what a mutant! Oh. I'll say it. I don't care. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we're pants. Oh, there's a great. Um, there's a great curb your enthusiasm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Where I totally Larry, forgot Dave, about that. Larry David's on the plane and he has to fly uh commercial or coach or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he sits next to that guy and he has shorts on and he's like, shorts, really? Like, <laughs> come on. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he and he said it and Larry David, it wasn't a hygiene thing, which is normally with him. He said it he said it's because he finds men's legs grotesque. Yes. <laughs> That's the best reason why. Me, I'm legitimately I'm like, you know, like it's just like I don't want to bump up against people like their legs. I mean, I was on I was on airlines this week and I I am everybody that knows me, it's a shorts type of person. Yes. All year round. I was wearing jeans on both of my flights. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. I was yeah. I didn't enjoy it, but I yeah, want I want as many barriers between my person and the airport and the airplane seat and the people that are in the airport and on the airplane with me. I don't, I I don't want any, like I want as little exposed, uh, surface area of my skin to all of those people. And that those dirty environments, it's disgusting. Yeah, I think I said something like mutant. I think I said like mutants slash hills have eyes slash yeah. like yeah. I just like I just went on and on. Like don't want to deal well, with it. I- I'm sure he has like one of those like cargo like zip off pants short things. Like <laughs> yeah, he he always wears cargos. You know he has a couple of those laying around. Yeah, uh, is that like I mean, the late nineties? Early two thousands type thing, yeah. Like they had yeah. the jeans that did it, and then like the the cargo zip off, yeah. Pants. Well, I remember, jeans, I remember you were shorts. like, I remember you were like totally hip if you like undid half the legs. You know what I'm talking about? So you were walking around like that, you know? Like, hey, look, you can see my knees. <laughs> yeah. So he's in French. Danny's in Massachusetts trying to get Bruce Cassidy's job. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is that about? Like, <laughs> why? Like, why are you going to fire him? He's taking you to the playoffs with a s- subpar roster, in my opinion. The last, you know, five or six seasons, right? Yeah. And then you're going to let him go now? Like, I d- I just don't I don't understand. Are they? W- is the assumption that okay? Uh, Bergeron and Marchand's status might be uncertain, so let's just clean everybody out. Or what? What is going on? Oh, you think they're just going to go like a like almost like a whole rebuild or a retool from the top down, maybe yeah. even right? But that doesn't even make sense to me because I don't know. John always says that they're they're in the circle of average, right? Yeah, I just don't. That's like such a weird move. Like I could kind of. It came a little out of left field and maybe you can go, oh, well, because Barry Trotz is on the market. Well, Barry Trotz has been like, what? What's it been like three, four, five weeks, something like that? It's been a while now. Yeah. And he's interviewed in a few places. And I know actually like both a Penguins assistant coaches interviewed in different spots. So maybe like 
there'll be an assistant job up in Pittsburgh that maybe right. you could fill or something. But like the Jets still have a head coaching position. Vegas still has a head coaching position. Um, there are other teams. I can't think of them right now. But like, to be honest, if you look at that roster, like was, was there considering the injuries they had, like Bergeron had hip surgery or not Bergeron, Marchand had hip surgery. Goaltending was a problem for half the year because they had what, like the Tuka Rask experiment. He came back and it wasn't right. right. He was too banged up. So whatever. So Swayman did fine. I thought he did fine. Like whatever. I mean, so that team is just transitioning. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think let's say we'll give him another three years, same results. Yeah, sure. Can him. But like now, why, why bother? What's the point? It makes yeah. no sense. I think that's almost Sweeney kind of looking out for himself. Personally, that's just me. Unless they think they could really get trots or um, Peter DeBoer. Like, unless they 100% think that. How many teams are fire? How many teams are firing their coaches to get trots? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that's kind of the thing. Like, do you really think you're going to get Barry trots? And also, like the other thing that you keep seeing about trots, he's had a few interviews places. He hasn't made a decision. So is he like maybe like I may sit a year and see what happens? He could. He's getting paid. He could also be. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I want a management position. Maybe, right. maybe I don't want to deal with the coaching uh, hustle and bustle because he does have, you know, interesting family situations that he, that he deals with. So that could be something too. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not, he's not a spring chicken either. He's an older guy. So, I mean, he, I mean, because he has a cup, he has really, I would definitely say there's like a lot of cachet with the NHL and a lot of NHL managers too. Like he could kind of pick and choose the situation. Maybe he thinks there's a few coaches next year that are like, you know, if they don't make a deep run in the playoffs, then get axed and I can get there. And and maybe that could be his last tenure, air quotes, because you don't know really what he's thinking. I mean, I it's so it's so weird. I actually like the Bruins out of everyone, like it made no sense. I mean, like I out of all the coaches that kind of got canned, like now it's Bruce Cassidy and I would definitely argue to uh Peter DeBoer where I'm scratching my head. Barry Trotz, I mean, I don't know. I think Lou was just looking for a scapegoat, honestly. Because that team that team was poorly constructed. He's just trying to deflect attention off of himself, but that probably even backfired because everybody knows what he's doing. So it's like, okay, Lou, like you got rid of Barry, but really isn't his problem that you've signed, you know, these fourth liners to these multi-year four or five, six million dollar a year contracts, like everybody knows who's who's the problem there. Yeah, that's a given. I mean, look at what Devon Taves is doing right now with Cal yeah. McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so you're telling me you, I don't even remember what he got for him. Like you didn't that's how you, insignificant no, it was. Or you're you're saying that you didn't have a spot for him on that Islanders blue line? Like, come on. Like he, he should have been the number one or number two guy. Yeah. So um, I'm like really confused at that. Like it, say it was cap issues, whatever it was like, you're telling me you couldn't move out Sezikis. Like <laughs> is that, that's how valuable he is to you. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll limp uh, our, you know, everyone, uh, everyone's boy in Edmonton, uh, Ken Holland into it. 
He's I don't bad care. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. As we speak, there's one minute left in the second period. Edmonton's up three, one. Congratulations. You've entered the, the Western conferences, uh, final <laughs> congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> but like, what were the two most glaring? And I almost think like we literally said it on the podcast last year. Funny enough. What are the two most glaring issues Edmonton has goaltending and defense? And they did nothing to address nothing. it outside of Duncan Keith. That guy sucks. Like, like <laughs> oh, five years, but five <laughs> years ago, that's a spectacular move. You're like, that's a good move, but he's older. He has a ton of miles on him. He's not someone I would look to to shore up my defense, maybe in yeah. a fifth or six spot or even four, maybe depending on your pairings, but like he's in your second pairing for me. That doesn't do it out West. At least it doesn't. How hurt is dry settle actually? Do you see him on the bench? I think he's really hurt. Yeah. He can barely get back to the bench. Like, yeah. Yeah. But he has two assists tonight. (laughs) 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 Two primary assists. And, and that's the other thing. Like, that team full of passengers like dry McDavid They're, I think McDavid leads the Oilers and hits at this point too. And he, he's not muscling guys. He's skating into people as fast as he humanly can. Yeah. And that's how he's <laughs> knocking them on their ass. Uh, Some, somebody has to. Yeah. If he had a bit of girth to him, they call it charging, but him, they're just like, <laughs> okay, there's nothing there. Well, but, uh, is it, no, isn't that the whole thing that that uh, idiot on Deadspin wrote that thing about how their um, their their calls are favoring McDavid specifically? And, yeah, and also I mean, the Oilers. Get out of like, here, bud! Like, come on, get out of here. <laughs> the only one you can make a benefit is that Blake Coleman uh, kick in goal, even though it wasn't a kick. Like from the game, f- uh, what was it? Was it five? Game five. Yeah. The Calgary series. Yeah. That's the only one where you could kind of scratch your head and go, mm, I don't know about that. But like the more and more I think about it, like the way I've kind of dug into it, like they deem a kicking motion movement of the foot towards a kick to me is like a, well, it's a kick. We all know what a kick is, but apparently that's a gray area, which like I said, I'm still scratching my head on that well, one, but Yeah. It's it all becomes sub- subjective, right? Because if you're going to allow redirection by the skate, then the puck can contact the skate and go in the net, and it could be a good goal. So then you have to say, well, what does a kick look like? <laughs> is it like is it like winding up? Like you put your leg back and like throw and it put your foot or, in, yeah, put your foot in the air and then take a position with your foot. Right. You know, like can't you kick? To- can't you drag it on the ice and kick it? yeah i guess (laughs) right like i yeah that's where i'm like a little confused here then you can say you're stopping and you're like no you're well you're 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 pulling your you're dragging your skate behind you're like yeah i'm just stopping like uh, i'm a roller like roller yeah you just and then drag your foot behind the first couple of times i watched (laughs) it i was like i was like blake coleman is stopping like i was like blake coleman is stopping or like putting his you know he's positioning in his feet parallel to the net. But the more and more I think about it, I'm like, well, I mean, subtract the fact of whether Blake Coleman meant to do that or not. Let's just take that out of it. And just ask yourself, are the NHL players good enough without lifting their feet in the air 
to like position their skate in a way, knowing that the puck will bounce off that into the net. Yes or no? Yes. Then oh, that's well, uh, then, how long are they on the ice? Uh, yeah. How long are they on the ice? They're on the ice, uh, yeah. you know, seven days a week, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's I, think the thing. I think they're good enough to do that. <laughs> but that's kind of my, my thought process on it. Like, I think if you're going to like outside of like a full blown, like Pele, like then technically every player is directing the puck in the net with their skate. Right. Like that's the way I look at it. So another shitty rule you want to see more offense let him kick the puck in the net <laughs> there are some people like tv people were saying that like why not just let him kick it in the net you know why not i mean there are people throwing the pucks in off like people's shin pads and stuff i mean yeah, so like how are you like how are you gonna was like, that a ricochet on. shot to aaron <laughs> that was yeah that's a total ricochet <laughs> shot yeah <laughs> yeah I listen to the intros and outros. He takes shots all the time. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> gets, this, is, this is Johnny's time. <laughs> yeah, this is my time. Yeah, he, get, he gets on a plane to France, and all of a sudden, everyone's dragging him on here. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your crepes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like crepes, and as someone who was over in France. Crepes are good. So, yeah. Is that the extent of your knowledge of French cuisine? (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't, I actually, I did not like the food. So I did not like the food in France. I did. I hated, I mean, I'm borderline gagging right now talking about the food in England. The only place I liked the food when we went was Italy. I, I vividly remember every dish I had over in Italy. It was (laughs) So good. So good. I I felt like the only thing I ate in France and London, I like went to like convenience stores and we were out looking at, you know, museums and stuff, like pounding Hershey's chocolate bars like a typical American. <laughs> I'm sure someone's like, yeah, look at the little American. Oh, like, what did you have to eat over there? Well, I had a chocolate bar in France and I had a yeah. same chocolate bar, but this time it was in England. Yeah, this time it was England. I actually do remember like, so it was the night after we went to the Eiffel Tower and it was raining and we went to the very top and it was so freaking cold and so windy, but it was cool to see, you know, Paris from that high and being on the monument. And I remember the next day we were walking, walking around doing some sightseeing and I somehow got lost and like, I totally like turned around. My group was gone. Like, and I'm like, oh shit. So I was 15 at the time and I had a Steelers hat on and I started going into like these little pubs like, Hey, have you seen like a group of Americans? Um, they had like blue jackets uh, like this one and like two or three of them like just shooed me out. They were like, eh, get the hell out. You know, like what, what are you doing? Yeah. Middle finger, you know, like whatever. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I had a beer bottle thrown at me and one, you know, like, and I walked into this like little um, little French like pub or cafe and some guys were in there and I just like, hey, I, I lost my group. I mean, I'm sure they could see like the terror in my eyes Yeah. because at this point they were like, hey, we're leaving at one o'clock and it's like 1256. And I'm like, they will know I'm not there till we get back to the hotel. And it's like 20 minutes and I could be kidnapped. And then I don't even know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and uh 
So <laughs> thank God I go, Hey, uh, you know, American lost, uh, people with this jacket, you know, trying the best I could to, you know, break through. And this guy from the back, this old fat guy just goes like Pittsburgh Steelers, America. And I was like, yes, yes. Cause I had a Steelers hat on. <laughs> oh, and then I was like, Hey, where, where is this street? You know, where the bus was. And then he like pointing, he's like up here and make left. He goes, you got to run. Cause it's like, you know, a long street. And I was like, yeah. And I darted out of there, saw the bus, found it. And my teacher was like, we were looking for you. Where, where did you go? I was like, I don't even know where I was, but I got back because everybody yeah. loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. So thank God. <laughs> so, like, well, I'm, in, I'm in another country. I didn't even know where I was. Like, yeah. Part of me wanted to go like, yeah, it was down on this street. I was, uh, you know, trying to do some local, uh, you know, reconnaissance. Like, what, what do you mean? I got lost. Like, leave me alone. Like, Obviously I was lost. Where's the gelato? <laughs> do you think Tampa's going to come back? Anybody think of that? I think that is going to be a long series. Six or seven games. I would agree. I get the sense too, like when, when stuff happens, like you kind of watched it, Florida, they start sagging their heads, you know, Carolina definitely sagging their heads in certain situations. Like Tampa once during the series when they were down 2-0, you know, they didn't look worried. They just kind of like after the game, they're just like, oh, we got to, you know, we got to do this, this and that better. And they've done it each time. Mm-hmm. And I, I do kind of like the fact they're like, we're going to get all up in Igor's kitchen. Even if we get penalties, we're going to let him know we're there. Yeah, they definitely have to make it hard on him because, I mean, they are controlling the puck. Like they're, they're all shooting New York like badly at certain points in games. So it's it's Shesterkin's sort of game and series to win or lose, I think. And if you can make him uncomfortable or at least thinking about that pressure, then you know, maybe you have a chance. And maybe that's what happened last night. Who knows? Yeah, and the I mean, what was it? They Ferraro said something like out of the twenty X and I don't remember the exact stat, but like out of the 20x stats that are uh, the 20x some goals that went in like over half of them are like the low to high blocker side well that's Vasilevsky. yeah yeah and i was kind of like huh that's kind of interesting and then the one zabinajad goal obviously it was a power play it was like definitely high blocker like a concerted effort to shoot on the blocker so oh, maybe, yeah yeah. They uh, somehow in the New York Rangers pre-scouting staff, like kudos to them. They picked that up. So good for them to, to funnel that. So Benajad's look yeah. great. I mean, I know him, <laughs> him and Fox have looked so good. I know. I know. <laughs> so Benajad kind of always had that. Like when he was with, uh, he was with the senators, I think, right? Yeah. He was with the yeah, senators. Yeah. He yeah. always had that, like, He'd be that guy that would get that like goal when they needed it, and or that the guy who would get that goal to break the tie, yeah, and you know beat your team that they're playing. Yeah. So now that he's in the correct situation in New York, I mean, he's just like flourishing. I feel like right before he got traded to New York, I think he had like five goals in a freaking game, including the OT winner, a playoffs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Against Lundy. 
it was like five, four. He scored all five, <laughs> like something like that. Like he scored literally all the goals, including the OT winner. And then in, in the off season, Ottawa traded him. I actually think it was the year they went and played the pens. Maybe like in lost in 17, when Kunitz got that funky goal in like triple OT. And then he got traded in New York for whoever, which glad it's working out for Ottawa now. Um, Definitely working out for, (laughs) yeah, certainly working out for the Rangers. It's always kind of funny. You look at trades like that. You wonder what some GMs are looking at and shit. I don't get it. Did you, did you guys see any of the, like the weird ass questions? Montreal, apparently was it Montreal. I think it was Montreal from like the draft combine. They, they were asking players like really weird ass questions. Like they interview all the draft picks, a lot of the ones that they'll talk to or they think they'll have a chance at later. Yeah. So the one draft question they asked was if you saw a $10 bill on the toilet seat, would you pick it up? If there was a, if, hold on, hold on, hold on. If there was a $50 bill in the toilet tank, and like oh one, of the, one of the kids goes, one of the kids goes, oh, the $50 one all day. Like, duh, like what are you talking about? It's 50 bucks. <laughs> Like who comes up with that? I think they just do it just to like get. I truly think they do it to like kind of get kids off their rocker a little bit because they are so polished. They are so like, you know, prim and proper because their agents get them already and stuff. So like, I think when they ask them questions that it's literally just to like, I want to see if you can take a joke. Like, let's see how good your coaching is when I throw like that's question one out of the 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 hot seat. (laughs) Like that's what I'm going to ask you. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's yeah, great. yeah. That's funny. I think that's great. Can you imagine though if Bergeron, like our uh, Bergevin, was there doing that? Like oh, back Mark when Bergevin? he was doing it, oh, his freaking schmedium tea. You know, like, <laughs> and he just asked the kid. He just asked the kid, like, "You think I juice? <laughs> you think I'm on juice? <laughs> see what they say. Like, just a mess of them." Uh, so, how was the games last night? Do you guys have anything uh, interesting? Or was it, no. was it all was it all in the lot that was fun? Yeah, the lot was great because Aaron like Aaron was is flying to France on the anniversary of D Day, so we just like it was like D, uh, Saving Private Ryan memes like all night yeah, long. We were just like, we were just that's all stuff. it was like <laughs> just hammering with memes. Yes, just like. I actually live action. I I did send him, I did send him like a map of Normandy and various beers in the lot uh, logos that we have, like with arrows pointing towards Normandy beach. I would like to say though, like, thank God those men did that. Those, those motherfuckers were hard. Like, yeah. Beyond David Goggins hard as we sit here and make jokes about it. But like, okay, I want to, I just want to bring it up. We've mentioned Taves and Hyman. And they've both scored Illuminati since Illuminati we talked back. about them. We're back. We're the Illuminati. <laughs> uh, we're, we make it we're happen. Off, we were off for a little bit, but we did uh, episode 94 last week when the Rangers were playing the games. Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati. Illuminati. Uh, Actually, while Messier and Chelios's weird hairline were talking too, <laughs> Messier was there. That's true. Messier was there. Narrow human being. Said, <laughs> Narrow human <laughs> Hyman with two. Wow. The Oilers are up two goals, but 
there's 14 minutes left. They have Mike Smith. Right. Like <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> Is there any coach hypothetically at this point that like that's still employed if they don't make the playoffs, they're safe? Outside of like Arizona cuz like they have no expectations. Like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is even the coach there? Uh Turngay. Oh. Alex Turngay. All right. <laughs> you ruined the joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was like a serious question. I'm like, oh, if it ha- if it helps, I don't know who it is. I literally no. did not know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, wow. Okay. I Nittler. often. I often <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, study. The fans in Edmonton are doing the wave. They are definitely losing this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this game. Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this game. Connor McDavid's probably like in on the bench, like, stop, stop. <laughs> they, they're like, Connor's doing it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> uh, no, the only coach I think that could literally miss the playoffs next year and be fine is John Cooper, probably. Oh, yeah. Probably Coop. Mm. Montreal, too. Marty San Luis, fine. He was like you, three years. Could you he imagine just got that? signed. He just got <laughs> signed. He's fine. Yeah. But could you could you imagine that, though? Tampa, they're like, yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, so we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. yeah. John, I won we're two cups. You, John, yeah, really. we're going to let you go, bud. Possibly a third. And oh, by the way, he's the best coach in the NHL. He is the absolutely. Yeah, he's, he is like, the best coach in the entire NHL. Bar none, best coach. Without it, like he's actually like. Remember a few years ago when Bruce got fired, and like three days later he got hired by Anaheim. Yes. If, if somehow he got, if they if Tampa ends up losing. He gets shit canned because they're like, John, you set a standard of excellence. You didn't win a cup this year. You're gone. <laughs> if, they, if they did that, I guarantee like 20 other teams would fire their coach and be like, yeah, they'd, be, they'd send him a text. It'd be they'd like 10 minutes. Coach, yeah. They'd send their <laughs> current coach a text. Sorry. Deal with HR. You no longer have a position. And, and they would find out like HR. on sports. Yeah. <laughs> they'd been. find out. Uh, they'd find out on Sportsnet that they got fired and John Cooper is now the coach. Like <laughs> they would find out so quick, uh, but look what's happening. I told you Ooh. they were doing the wave. Yeah. They were doing See? the wave. <laughs> you don't and, uh, do the wave. And, uh, and, uh, and Colorado just scored. It's now one goal game again. You don't do it. Don't do that. Actually, did you guys see any of the, social media footage of that ice is war. You see any of that? Ice is war. So it's like these old ex hockey guys. Like I, I never even heard of half of these names, but they were like coast guys or something. And it's a, it's on a synthetic ice surface about like, let's call it offensive zone. Let's call that. So blue line to boards. And instead of like actually doing anything in terms of like a puck or a goaltender, they just do the purest fight of hockey, which is they just try to beat the tar out of each other. 
Oh yes, so like I didn't know what it was. Mask. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know what it was ice called, but I saw lore. this. Yeah, not on it's ice. Just, That's my favorite yeah. part. Ice is lore, <laughs> not on ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Synth ice is war. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like fighters, like ex fighters. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, like hockey fighters. That's yeah. all it is. Uh, yeah. But the even, yeah, it's to me, I, it's just like, meh. It's not like the whole thing about fights in a game is like, it's part of what's going on in the game. It's part of the emotion of the game. It's part of like, in some cases, it's strategy almost, right? Like you could change the momentum mm-hmm. um, emotionally with a good fight. So, if if it's just like, hey, let's have a staged fight, then, you know, it. I don't think it's yeah. That's not as entertaining because you're not getting all that that oomph behind it, that emotional you know charge out of it. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> our feeds just caught up. <laughs> fucking sniped yeah nate dog took it yeah, to the house and, and my phone just started blowing up <laughs> everybody's like brando just texted me wow number 29 i'm like yeah, yeah. thick boy <laughs> so fast thick thick they got into mike smith's head who beside actually think about that? So who beside like Nate is still left on the thick boy side? Kreider, you could say Kreider's a thick boy. Is he? I don't think he's that big. Is he? He looks. I mean, no. He doesn't look that big. He doesn't look as big mm-hmm. as McKinnon does. But N- McKinnon's like elite, super saiyan thick. Yeah. So like he's like you know, you know, master. You know, final boss level of thick hockey. Yeah, yeah. Master, yeah. master yeah. thickness. Yeah, yeah. Master, master thickness. thickness. <laughs> master <laughs> thickness. So, like, so I would put like Kreider. Okay. Who else? Like, that's the only one I could think of because all the other guys have been eliminated. Drysidle. <laughs> but he's hurt right now. He's not at the height of his powers. But he's still thick. <laughs> so he's still well, thick. Well, the way Truba's been hitting, Truba. Yeah, yeah. Truba. Truba. Yeah. But he's always been that guy, though. True like, has always always been that big yeah. bad, big bad yeah. wolf out there hunting dick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have liked it yesterday. He took like three minor penalties. I and Tampa scored on two yeah. of them. I'm like, I'm like getting ready, uh, put the kids down to bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna get ready for this game now. I'm and like, you oh, totally missed it. It's, it's, it was on at three o'clock. All yeah, right. it was on at three. So then I drank another beer. Yeah. That was like the one good thing. I was like, man, this is great. Is it that's the one thing like I love about the first round. There's games every night, every time. It's spectacular. But like after that, it kind of like gets really short. And especially now, it's like they switch days. And I get the Sunday at three o'clock start, like because that way you kind of get the prime time without having it at night. I get that. So especially those those of us that have beer league tilts on sunday night that's a very kind gesture the nhl did for us oh it's perfect so, timing it yeah, was perfect timing it was stellar yeah 
game game, game ended. ended. Time to go. Time to get ready to go. It was perfect. <laughs> All right, really quick, call it. Who's gonna get the game winning goal in game four? Edmonton versus Oilers. Who gets the game winner? Edmonton, Edmonton versus, versus Oilers. No, uh, Avalanche versus Oilers. <laughs> Who gets the game winning goal? Um, Cal McCarr on this uh, on this power yeah, play on this power right play. now. Rantanen. Ah, uh, uh, I'll take I'll take Landeskog. Oh, you're saying he gets dose? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it when McKinnon gets going on this power play breakout. He just he skates so hard and angry too. Oh, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> You fucker. I was going to pick Rantanen. I'm like, well, I can't pick him now. Rantanen. I also would like to say, you can pull the tape. I said, watch Bednar. If they get into problems, they're going to put it in a blender. Rantanen's going to center. Rantanen's the center tonight because Kadri out. He's also yeah. out. They're saying well, essentially they, that they had, they depending on where the faceoff was, they had Burkowski and Rantanen correct, switching off. Correct. Like, yeah. But Kadri, how jacked up is his thumb where he had to get surgery already? Pretty bad. Do you think he had a compound fracture? It was probably bent back to his wrist. Ooh. The way he went in, it probably got yeah. all jacked up. Yeah. Mm. And like when he went in and it went down, he was like, he didn't like grab his head or like his face or anything. No. He immediately grabbed at his arm. Yeah. So that's how you knew. Like I thought he had I a thought broken it was- arm. I like, thought it was wrist because yeah, he kind of was like the way he was holding his hand skating to the bench. It was like that straight arm kind of thing. And I'm like, yes, oh, maybe yeah. it's his wrist. And then when they were like, oh, they have to evaluate it. They flew him back to Denver. And I'm like, oh, it has yeah. to be his wrist. Like I was yeah. thinking like maybe he has some tendon issues where like he can't even grab the stick like something like mm-hmm. that. Like maybe it's not a bone thing. How much of an asshole is a Vander Kane, by the way? Oh, yeah. guy's a scumbag. <laughs> Here, all right. We I, all already knew that. I he, said, but think about it. Think about this though. How many stupid penalties was he taking before that even happened? Exactly. Right. That cost exactly. his team. Yeah. Then this happens, and now like he's out, and he like he was playing on that first line with McDavid. He actually, unfortunately, leads the league in uh, playoff goals at thirteen. So yeah, right. Like. And and then their fans did the wave, and now they're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it stands, Illuminati. We literally Rig, Riggs, Riggs called it. Yeah, I literally called it on the episode when we're watching the game, and they're yeah. they're four, and I called four the game minutes. Winner. They're four yeah. minutes and twenty one <laughs> seconds away. Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> And as we all know, Rantanen didn't score the Game 4 series-sweeping winning goal for the Colorado Avalanche. But we did absolutely predict the win as the game was happening after the Edmonton Oilers fans did the forbidden wave. Thanks for listening to Episode 95 of Beers in the Lot. Since Aaron isn't here... I have to be the one to tell you about Discord. 
come check out the Beers in the Lot Discord server at beersinthelot.com slash discord. You could come talk about empty net goals or fans doing the wave at games and how that helps their team lose or anything else. So to get in touch with us, head over to beersinthelot.com slash discord. That's it for this week. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.